At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is WMMM, WOMMLP operating out of Burlington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator. It's The Rocket Shop. I'm your host, Tom Proctor. And with me tonight is Ventisha and Density? <laughs> Vedica and Density. Oh, my God. I was, <laughs> I know. I was so Technically, far off. Technically, I think you pronounced it like kind of how it should be if it was like a name, but uh, it's our, I, it's our I, moody act, like... <laughs> monikers for this project. I'm going to have to write that down phonetically. I'm definitely going to get that wrong a few more times tonight, so apologies. Um, would you like to introduce yourselves real quick? Sure. We are Vedica and Density. My name is Matthew Bingenau. I'm Amanda Marquis. And this is our brand new project where we are making our own blend of melodic and house techno progressive kind of music. And uh, yeah, we're stoked to be here. Well, we always like kicking it off with a song. So what have you got to start us off with? We're going to play our lead new song called uh, Come Down. Hopefully you like it.
<laughs> Vedica and Density there with Come Down. So, um, we're discussing a little bit before you we, we came on. Uh, you are uh, two, two people from a larger band, is that right? Yeah, we... Uh Feel free to chime in, Amanda. But uh, we also <laughs> play in this band called Night Protocol. And, yeah. Yeah, uh, we make synthwave, very 80s retro-inspired. Um, I sing, Matt plays keys, and we're currently missing our bassist and saxophonist. But uh, this is our side project, and we uh, produce together in our bedroom. And Over the past few months, it's been a nice solace, a nice escape from everything to uh, yeah. make this kind of music. Is this was this kind of like your your COVID project? Does the rest of the band have their own kind of projects? And this was kind of like, all right, we're gonna go. We were joking about that before. Like, what the other two members? Are they starting their own side <laughs> project? Probably not. I think they got a lot going on. But uh, honestly, there's been something in the works for a while with us, and I think this year we had no excuse to not do it. We uh, really love house music. We love going to clubs. We love all sides of it. And so we've always wanted to do like a live kind of electronic house thing. But I think it took on a new form. You know, I've I've been to many types of music over the years and definitely a lot of weird, dark stuff. But this year, I think we really felt more than ever it's important to do something kind of uplifting and melodic. And so uh, kind of a little bit laid back and still electronic, but a little more organic sounding was something we wanted to go for. So that's what we've tried to do. Yeah. So what kind of the bigger differences between you and Night Protocol in terms of your sound and... Um, yeah, the the kind of themes that are running through. So you've already said that it's a bit more uplifting than maybe some of your stuff from Night Protocol. Yeah, yeah I think uh, Night Protocol definitely has the, the retro aesthetic and um, really operates within this genre of synthwave. But I think with this project, we feel a little bit more freedom to kind of experiment and possibly, um, I, I think Night Protocol tends to be a little bit campy at times, <laughs> a little bit more theatrical. So this will... Uh, give us a little more freedom to um, emotional uh, freedom, I think, to explore some of those um, more touching kind of subjects. Yeah, yeah, we do a lot of like a lot more analog synths for that, like bigger setup. This is right now, even if you're just hearing it, it's a very compressed little setup, just sampler and MIDI keyboard. But uh, for Night Pro Call, we try and have like sync paid lights and all the rest of that and um maybe someday but for this music we really just want the music to be part of this and to keep it simple and uh still a lot of the tracks like i'm playing here are midi recordings of uh some analog synth samples but for night pro call we're using a lot more of those retro synths and stuff and i usually am using a keytar and this, <laughs> i'm not using the keytar that would not fit with what we're doing right now so if you're listening i'm not playing keytar it is a normal keyboard unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> I'd have loved it if you brought a guitar in. Um, uh, definitely, uh, definitely can see what you mean by campy. By the way, um, but you said you know you're a bit theatrical, and I, I did kind of look online and had a little look at. Uh, I went down the little rabbit hole of your own musical and oh, your nice. some of your professional work as well, um, and you've got incredibly well-produced uh videos for night protocol uh the the arcade one especially i was kind <laughs> nice. of blown away nice. um so is there a plan on kind of bringing that kind of same production values the same drama to uh uh to to vetica and uh, density i'd i'd like to someday um this is very new uh we're definitely you know there's, there's a style of music i've always wanted to create 
This is like mm-hmm. the first time I've started to learn how to. We're already working on some new songs. I think are even better than these ones. Um, just a weird thing to say. I'm still I still love these tracks and they've meant a lot to us this year. Um, but you know maybe someday we can uh, send them into like a record label and maybe do more with it. But even Night Protocol is completely DIY. We're doing all of our own. like that was a video that we shot with um, awesome crew here like Trez Films and they were amazing. Yeah. But uh, you know we've we produce even the night protocol stuff in home studios. And uh, we do have a studio downtown now and trying to up our production value for everything. But this is uh, a little more reliant, I think, on the emotion, the feeling of it, rather than trying to act like we're bigger than we are. (laughs) (laughs) A little smaller scale, a little bit more portable, too. And it's nice to be able to kind of jump up while we're kicking around the house and um, collaborate and make something together. Mm. And so, in terms of making something together, I mean, you did just come out with your first EP, Into Dust. Um, so, what's the recording process like? Been that been been like to create that EP? A uh, lot, way too many hours in Ableton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The, I think uh, a lot of the tracks have evolved this year with way too much time at home. It's been really hard to find that creative energy. I also teach uh, media arts, and I just like from that experience, I can feel like a lot of artists all like my students it's so hard to get inspiration this year when you're just trapped in a smaller space and fewer people to inspire you and fewer ideas and fewer things being shared and so in that space I think uh kind of retreating into the confines of Ableton and some synthesizers and plugins um was actually kind of refreshing to hone in the sound and gave us a lot to focus on so yeah all the Production was mostly we'd start and write the music, um, then share with Amanda, and she would really take poems almost she'd written and turn them into the lyrics and song parts. So uh, Matt, Matt, I think, responds to this pressure by being really productive as much as he says that he <laughs> isn't, but he's just always, he's the kind of creator who's always creating. So um, a lot of the songs, a lot of the, the all the tracks you're hearing kind of came to me as like an a nearly finished production. So it feels to me like I'm getting uh, not a blank canvas, but a canvas, I guess, uh, something to, to really work with. So I take everything that I'm feeling from him and and from the music, and um, I usually, I write to that. And yeah. Now, and like we've been using this, uh, like a vocal transforming pedal, and you can hear some of the harmonies in there too. I think uh, we're looking forward in the future to incorporating Amanda's vocal more as an instrument than just like, you know, a lead part on top too, which mm-hmm. is kind of exciting. Yeah, really exciting to develop in that way, but learning a lot from, from this one. In terms of the lyrics across the across the EP, did you did you find yourself coming back to the same things, or is it kind of a, a bit of a mixture of, of themes and, and ideas that you kind of came up with? Yeah, I think um, I think a lot you'll find in a lot of the lyrics that I wrote kind of some like cosmic themes. Um, it's interesting to think about kind of being in isolation, having really small bubbles and kind of maybe it's a sort of escape to think about um, a really infinite universe uh, somewhere beyond our bubbles. Um, and uh I, I've always found that to be a metaphor that I've dr- been drawn to. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do you also write for Night Protocol? Uh, yeah, I do um, lyrics and vocals partially for Night Protocol. We do, we share a little bit more there. Um, and Matt, uh, of course, um, 
also contributes to lyrics in this project as well. Mm. Um, but we, we write together. Yeah. 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 And in the night protocol, we all sing, unfortunately. So, <laughs> <laughs> but Amanda luckily is the, uh, fortunately we all have great voices. Well, <laughs> <laughs> all can yeah. sing. So, <laughs> Um, and so you mentioned that, you know, there's already tracks on the way after this that are better than the ones you've currently <laughs> created. So thanks for bringing in, you know, the, the, <laughs> the, the unfinished in initial tracks you create. Um, but what, what is it that you learned from these initial tracks that you kind of been, uh, changing with this kind of next, next batch? Oh, so, so many things that, and and feel free to pitch in, but I think uh, mostly we've been out of, you know, we haven't been out dancing in clubs. And I think uh, a lot of these tracks, I've loved doing them. And, you know, they've come from like my background of writing more pop music. But um, one thing that I think we're trying to do in our next productions is bring back that kind of groove of house music. You know, when you're at a club and you're listening to house music, you really want that repetition. You want to kind of lose yourself in the music. So I think next uh, next productions we're going to do are still going to have the meaning, the melody, the emotion behind it, but wanted to have a little more of that just dance groove that you get at a club when things are just yeah. kind of going off. Something that, you know, we can play live, but also could be DJ'd out. Mm -hmm. so it's cool. a... It's a really particular kind of hypnosis when you really get into a, a great electronic music um, track or mix and bringing some more of those flows and, and vibes uh, into the next, next EP. And I got a dope new synth that's been really fun, <laughs> so that's also why. That's what's making all the difference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'd love to hear another track, so what have you got for us? I think we're going to do our next one from that, uh, our first release here. It's a song called Snowdrift.
Snowdrift there by Vetica and Density. And um, so uh, going into winter with a name like Snowdrift, is it kind of, is it the environment that we're in that, that kind of inspires some, some of these songs? The actual name for that one, every time I make a song, I give it usually like a one word dumb title so I remember what the project file was. And I don't know, I just, I think I did that one in the dead of summer too, but I was just like, it sounds <laughs> dark and cold and moody, so snow adrift. I don't he's, know. I think he's just, a winter boy too. Yeah, oh, I see, boy. I see. I, yeah. I actually am crazy enough to like this time of year. But uh, <laughs> yeah, just, I don't know, just that felt atmospheric and almost uh, like you could feel a little particles of wind and snow flying around. So yeah. There's a lot, a lot of beauty and inspiration in the desolation of this season that we're heading into too. So sometimes it's uh, nice to have your desolate feelings validated by the, <laughs> <laughs> the environment. For, for real, I don't think we've ever talked about this. I actually really like what you did with that song. Cause it's, we named it Snowdrift and you kind of interpreted it, the snow to be way deeper. And like you never really talk too much about like the snow, like a snow drifting, but like, Kind of, uh, I think you wrote the lyrics on something I talk about a lot. Um, and like, you know, reality is one day we're going to be gone. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons we do, I do music is because we got to leave something behind. And maybe what we leave behind will be something that will inspire others to feel something or maybe sing along and repeat it. But, um, you know, that's a really dark thought, but is a thought <laughs> that I think is Im- important, worth thinking about. So I appreciate that. Uh, that's something I mentioned many a late night to Amanda and that she turned that into lyrics in a much better way than I ever could. (laughs) Absolutely everything that we do is going to leave something behind. Um, So it's nice to have art as an outlet to make sure that thing that at least one of the things that you're leaving behind is um, beautiful and interesting, positive and tell something about us now. I like that. I like that sentiment. Um, So in terms of your process, are you you two like sending each other bits of songs back and forth late night or do do you have dedicated times when you're allowed to do that and outside of those hours is a big no-no what's the what's the kind of working relationship that goes on here that's a great joint answer uh well matt's production setup is in our bedroom so So we live together i hear every part of the process and that's great um yeah that's great (laughs) (laughs) great. but it is um it allows me because he's you know producing in Ableton and producing on on the computer um a lot of that involves repetition repetition and listening to every little sound and bit of the production over and over again and because of that I get to just listen over and over and over again and uh I think that that gives me a lot of time to feel it and think about it and uh draw in some of the things that I'm thinking and feeling at that time and apply them yeah. to the little bits and pieces that he repeats. But truly, I think anybody listening or hears this who lives with or around somebody who produces music, especially electronic music, knows the terror of an eight-bar loop that just gets repeated and repeated <laughs> and repeated. And like, you're not changing anything. What are you doing? Like, Why are you still playing that? It sounds exactly the same. No, I'm EQing the kick drum. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised that headphones aren't used if I want to be. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that would be. You you gotta hear it, and it's part of a process. So mm. it would be uh, it wouldn't be the same if if we didn't have that element. I see. Yeah. <laughs> so is it any kind of time, day or night? You might you know, an idea will pop up, and then you run up to the bedroom or whatever, and uh, and start working on something, or is it a, a lot of the tracks? Structured? 
Oh, sorry. No, sorry, sorry, go on. Yeah, sorry. No, 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 as you're saying that, I was thinking about it. I was like, actually, a lot of these, so I, as I said before, I'm a teacher, and uh, I built a little mini production studio for my students. And uh, a few of them use it. I use it a lot. <laughs> and uh, sometimes, like, while they're working on stuff, I'll just go back and be like, all right, you guys good? Okay, good. And I'll just go back and, like, start jamming around. And actually, a couple of these songs were kind of um little started as little demos and some of our other music while i was like at school with students so uh, it's nice to kind of have a space at work that you feel comfortable in and sometimes being around all the kids makes me like oh it's a good time to make music mm. i i do a lot of work in the car um mm. i think my process is a lot more private um i won't i i have a really hard time even still uh sharing anything that i'm writing or working on until it's just about finished which is unfortunate sometimes because if then we need to make changes to it which we absolutely do all the time it feels like well, I'm changing a finished song but that's okay <laughs> um but yeah I think I really appreciate that little isolated bubble of my car to just listen to what he's created and like take that canvas that I was mentioning earlier and um apply what I've been the little bits and pieces that I've been putting together in my mind mm -hmm. directly to it without pressure of uh, somebody overhearing me do so so and hopefully you don't hit any other cars. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm very focused. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm good. Kidding, I'm kidding. I think sometimes too that multitasking, helping, uh, turning, turning a little bit of your focus off or like dividing it a little bit, um, helps with the improvisation process. So, yeah. Um, I've definitely heard that before. You're not the first, uh, singer songwriter to, to say that they, they kind of do most of the work in their car. <laughs> it's uh, definitely a common theme. Um, are you, do you, is it, it is the sort of people who need to get one thing done before you move on to the next? Or if you've got like 50 different projects on the go? Oh, 50 different projects on the go. Like crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, both of us, you know, we love music. For me, especially music is uh, my my favorite thing to create. But uh, yeah, not only do we do this and also Night Protocol, but I also produce some other styles of music. But also like I'm a photographer, filmmaker. Um, I do some design stuff as well. Amanda's a painter. So we're always doing flip-flopping between different stuff. And that's yeah. really exciting, and I'm glad, and I wouldn't change that for a million bucks. But uh, I, I feel like sometimes, like, if I could just focus on one, it would probably be better but <laughs> than doing a little bit of everything. But I don't know. That's, that's part, of, part of just who we are. Decompression projects definitely help with burnout. Yeah. For sure. And um, we don't have too much time left, but I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about this EP and how you're going to get it out. I know obviously COVID is still very much yeah. uh, rampaging through the state. So, and that's been a real big issue for, for a lot of people to be able to kind of get music, this music out, even though a lot has mm -hmm. been produced in this time. Um, so what's your plan to kind of promote and, and get this into people's ears? Still figuring that out. Yeah. Uh, honestly, uh, we, we kind of, we've been... The, it's been a hard year and like you know we've been wanting to share stuff and then always second guessing it also and just wondering what to do and i think finally like especially as this whole like second wave of stuff hit i think man and i were just like let's just do it let's just like put them up uh just like on soundcloud nothing too and just enough yeah. to like just share share what we've done and uh you know when you do that it's it's amazing how easy it is but you know the thing is you don't get that maybe some people will listen which is awesome and leave some comments and stuff but you don't get that feedback you do of playing it at a show and really for this style of music like 
having DJs play it out and remix your stuff and do more of that. So yeah. I think, uh, you know, we're missing that in-person energy and feedback from it. But for now, um, uh, definitely maybe going to send it some record labels that do a lot of the styles of this because we uh, there's so much uh, made in the many genres and sides of house music. And uh, our tracks are definitely a little all over the place, like a little bit techno, a little bit of house. But there are a lot of record labels that aren't too huge that uh, we're hoping maybe just to share some stuff with. And uh, hopefully they uh, can hear a little something in our tracks and help us promote it a little bit more. But until then, uh, we're really honored by our friends playing it and sharing it with more people. And um, incredibly appreciative for uh, you folks having us here tonight, too. It makes it feel real. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we can be part of the process. Um, If people would like to to listen to your music um, or if they'd like to follow you on social media, how do they do that? uh, Right now, we're purposefully being very... uh, minimal in a lot of things because literally that's i think that's almost the thing now is like okay now we gotta have an instagram you gotta have facebook you gotta go like separate twitch channel all this stuff and you know that stuff's great and but like it it gets overwhelming it really does and there's so many different so literally we are purposefully keeping this very minimal um we do have like a website just because uh i actually just got my own hosting capabilities this year so i'm like making websites left and right right now but um uh we do have our own website which is just vetica density dot us and it's like us because we're from the us and it's also like us, us. <laughs> <laughs> but, um also uh also yeah that and soundcloud and uh yeah and yeah. but literally we we're purposely keeping it minimal we just want the music to speak for itself and uh maybe soon once we have more to present we'll uh have videos and more Music on social media is hard uh, because, you know, a lot of the social media platforms that we're used to are so visually driven and reliant on just a split second decision to to like or or tap or share. Um, So, uh, yeah, a lot of those like Instagram and Facebook, the uh, more visually driven ones, I think it feels good right now to kind of be patient and wait on those until it feels right. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's nice keeping it minimal, and you know, uh, uh, right now there's so like you said, there's so much great content being created, and that's awesome. And uh, I think it has been a revolutionary time for a lot of creators and adapting in a lot of ways. But you know, uh, I think once you once you get all those social media things, I think there's you really are starting to fight this battle. And it's not that people don't care or like your stuff. It's just like people don't always just have time to listen to everything too. So for right now, we just have some music, which maybe can color somebody's day and whatever they're doing. And uh, down the line, hopefully some more. Fantastic. Well, um, we'd love to hear one last song to play us out with. What have you got for us? Uh, last song is called Singularity. I think it's my favorite. It was the first one.
Thanks for having us. <laughs> Vertica and Density there. Thank you guys so much for coming in. I really appreciate yeah, super it. Super appreciate it. This is yeah. fun. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> oh, no worries. Um, and that is the last rocket shop we have for 2020. Uh, well done, everyone. We managed to get through it. Uh, <laughs> just hopefully. Uh, we will see you back in January. I have no idea who my first guest will be, but I'm sure it's going to be... <laughs> Neither does Bob. I'm sure it's going to be a cracker. Uh, have a really happy holidays. Uh, we'll check you out again in 2021. Uh, that's been The Rocket Shop. I've been your host, Tom Proctor, and good night.